Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradiso. That is right. That is right. I am back. Sadly, my brother is not back um, with us today. Uh, today is Tuesday, and it is our first guest appearing on Paradisos, and boy, am I excited. I know every single time we record an episode, I say it's going to be a good one, but boy, is it going to be a good one tonight. Before I introduce my first guest, this woman is not only a mother of three, a grandmother of two, a fighter of fibromyalgia, a great woman of God, a great ear to talk to, a great listener, a woman who fears no one, a great supporter, a great provider, someone who I looked, look up to dearly, dearly, the creator of soon-to-come lifestyle blog, Deborah's Not-So-Secret Diary, which I hope everyone is excited about because, man, is that going to be good. I can't wait for the launch of that lifestyle blog. I cannot wait. But without further ado, my first guest, our first guest for Paradiso's podcast, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. Everyone, please, please get on your feet. Because this person deserves it. My first guest sitting next to me is Deborah Rodriguez. Go ahead. You can talk now. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Very excited to be here um, to talk a little bit with Dennis, who is my son-in-law. And um, I'm also very proud of you and the man that you have become and the way you love my amazing daughter. So I'm also very excited to be here. I I agree. <laughs> um, tonight is going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to try to... Well, tonight we're going to be talking about grandma and being a grandma. What it was like hearing for the first time that you were going to become a grandma, you know? Because um, I'm sure there are a lot of grandmas out there who are going through it or... A lot of women out there who are going to become grandmas who just need to hear it from someone who has experience, what to expect, what not to expect, how to react when when being told that you're going to be a grandma. Um, so let's dive right in. I mean, Deb, before we begin, I mean, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, you know, where okay. you're from, what you're all about. Okay. So um, my background is my... Uh Parents are Puerto Rican. Well, they were Puerto Rican, both of them. Um, I was born and raised in New York City. Um, I have five siblings, so it's six of us all together. There's about 20 grandkids and I think about five or six great-grandchildren. Big family. <laughs> yes. Um, I come from a Christian background. My dad was a minister for over 40 years. And um, my parents were very, very dedicated into the community and the church. So um, we were raised with Christian morals, 
biblical views and things like that. Then I moved to New Jersey mm-hmm. about 20 years ago, um, and I love it here. I mean, I didn't want to raise my kids in the city for a lot of different reasons, and um, I ended up moving here about 20 years ago. So Amazing, amazing. So uh, let's dive right in to our very first very important question, and that is, what it's like be what is it like being a grandma? Why is it becoming one important? Okay, so ever since I could remember that I had my kids, um, well, before when when I got married, it was a goal of mine to have children. That right. was an automatic thing, and um, me and my husband were together, married already about two years and a half, and nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. We weren't having any children. And then after about two years and a half, my um, amazing daughter, Alexandria, came. And then I had my boys. And Emphasis on amazing, by the way, for Alexandria. <laughs> yes, she is amazing. Um, but I always wanted children, and I always wanted grandkids. That was always a part of what I wanted for my life. Some people get married, they want kids, and mm-hmm. then they're like, I don't care about the grandkids, but... I always wanted grandkids, so that was something that was part of my goal, and hopefully, you know, my kids were going to be able to give me that. Okay. So, so what 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 it's what's what's it like becoming a grandma, and why why is it important you think to become one? Okay. And I know, and I know you have notes because I told you to prepare. And I know it's hard because this is your first knows. time on radio, and you're a little nervous. <laughs> But just speak from the heart. Just I, I know you have notes, and it's good to, to review notes. Um, but just like speak from the heart. Okay. So so what is so let's 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 tackle question. the first one. What yeah. what's it like being a grandma? Oh my God, it's so amazing. And, and get ready, guys, because I know <laughs> firsthand what's it like for this woman being a grandma. <laughs> to me, um, well, I became a grandma first. My my son's uh, girlfriend, which is the mother of the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, she already had a little girl. Okay. So um, Jasmine has been with us since she was about nine or ten months. So okay. she's ours. Yeah. You know, she's our grandchild. Basically raised too. her, yeah. Right. So that was my first love of a grandchild. Okay. Um, because we, no matter that she wasn't my son's biological daughter, um, from the moment they began to date, my son became her dad. So, so was it tough? Um, and if it's too personal, please tell me. But mm-hmm. was it tough? Not accepting her into the family because you're always loving and accepting to anyone. But was it was it tough or was it a little complicated to kind of accept that she's kind of like your granddaughter now or was your granddaughter? What's weird is this. Like, I remember growing up, my dad would always, I don't know, I guess the girls, um, he would say, you know, he had his reservations mm-hmm. of us getting involved with someone who had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so many issues with the other right. parent. Right. Um, so growing up, me personally, I really never looked at anyone who had a kid mm-hmm. or anything like that. It was like I wanted my own, mm-hmm. and that was just me. Yeah. So when my son um, introduced, when, well, when we met Luna, it was through a mutual friend. Okay. So there was a barbecue. She was here. Anyone that knows me knows that I love kids ditto everyone (laughs) everyone so for me personally even though i was raised kind of with that structure for me it wasn't an issue as long as that person loved my kid and respect them and that you know i never had an issue with this so initially my son was a little bit afraid 
And he said, Mom, you know what you think? You know, this girl has a kid. I want to ask her for her phone and this and that. So was that the first thing that he told you? Like, what did she did he mention was that she had a kid, or was like, hey, what do you think of her? Oh, by the way, she has a kid. First, he said, "Mom, I want to ask this girl for her phone number before she leaves." And right. I said, "Well, what girl?" And I already knew it was Luna. At first, I was a little bit because I didn't know Luna, so yeah. I didn't know the history. Okay. Was her was the father involved? Yeah, yeah. Were there issues? Was that something I really you don't want to bring a problem son? into the family? Exactly, like he was just. And that's just you. It's not you being a bad person. It was just you being protective mother. You want the best Correct. for your son, of course. Correct. And because again, I really didn't know Luna's history. So I, at that time, he was going through something emotionally mm -hmm. too. So I was like, you know what? Just ask her for her phone. What's the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. Things don't work out. You're not with her, or things do work out and you last with her. Yeah. So he did that, and from there on, it was just like history. History. You know, they just combined, and she would come here and spend time with us and with Jasmine, and immediately Jasmine was like grandma. Yeah. At first, it was kind of like weird because it's not like you see this baby grow right. inside of her, and you see her give birth, and you're not there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I would be lying if I said, oh, you know, I felt mm -hmm. so comfortable. Oh, my granddaughter. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. In the beginning, I was like, you know, like gringing on my teeth. And yeah. I was like, I felt uncomfortable. Okay. I really did. Okay. Um, but, you know, as we got to know Jasmine, and she's so loving and so caring so that caring. it was hard not to love her, you know, as a granddaughter. So that was my first love of a grandma. So before you go to your second love, uh -huh. <laughs> let's tackle the second part of the question. And that is, why do you think it's important to become a grandmom? Well, not only a grandma, but a grandparent. A why do you think it's important? I think it's important because, you know, I feel when you raise a family, you're just not raising kids. You're you're hoping to leave a legacy, mm -hmm. you know. So when you're teaching your children their values, their morals, you know, their beliefs their or ethics. whatever, their ethics, all those things, you would hope that goes from one generation to the other and the other and the other. Like I said before, some people don't want to be grandparents and that's all good. Mm -hmm. But I think in my life, what I want to be able to leave is that my great grandchildren, my great grand and the great great will say, you know what? My grandpa great, great, great. told me about my great grandmother yeah. who was this person and that person. And that's, that's what I want to leave a legacy, a good cultured legacy that, these kids can be professionals. They can be, you know, great Whatever people, they dream of. productive mm. in, in the world. So that to me is the most important thing of wanting to be a grandparent. Besides loving them and spoiling them. Of and course, doing all that yes. Stuff. Beyond spoiled. <laughs> Beyond spoiled. So now let's go back to your second love as a, a, a grandparent. And along with that is... How and why did you react the way you did towards hearing that your son was going to have a child of his own? Oh, my God. I know it's I a was... long story. <laughs> and we have. I, I'm glad to say we have a bunch of time because we usually are short on time, but just let it let it rip. It's crazy, though, because when, I, when you sent me the questions, I was like, wow, like all these emotions came yeah. back to me. Um, initially... When he, he, this is what happened Monday mm -hmm. that, that week, mm -hmm. he told me on a Friday, but he said, mom, if you get time sometime this week, I want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. There was something in my gut feeling 
that was gearing to that. Mm. Like this kid is gonna. Tell was it me. immediately or was it? Yes, building the, up. When he told me, like I got this feeling in my stomach that whatever it was, it was serious. What, it, what is it that it was serious or was it specifically serious? That? Okay, serious okay, first, okay. initially. Because my if 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 you would have answered specifically that, my next question would have be would have been you know. But he's always been very open to you, and he's yes. always had talks with yes. you. So yes. so you thought you knew it was something serious. I knew it was something serious because my son from the three always tells me everything. Like they're all very close to right. me, but Isaiah can say everything that any other kid would be like your middle child i don't know yes yeah. i don't know about saying this to my mom but in his case like me eventually like he me. comes yeah, and tells yeah, yeah. me no matter what it is so then friday comes along so the whole week you're just like uh can't sleep what's right, going on like, like the whole week i did because i didn't think it was a pregnancy thing initially yeah i was like well he's probably going through something and he wants to talk to me maybe trying to have to do with a job right or a job like that you know, I was gearing at that, but then Friday, he calls me from his room, and I'm already laying down. I remember it was evening, and he said, "Mom, I really need to talk to you today." Just can you two you alone. Down? Yes, he said, "Can you please come to my room and talk to me?" And I remember, like if it was yesterday, as I'm walking down the steps, <laughs> I felt it in my heart, and I said, "This kid is gonna tell me that he's gonna be a dad." I can, I can imagine your stomach. My like, stomach ah, was like a butterfly. Uh, I got chest like, pain. Yes. So it, it was crazy because now when I think about it, it was like a slow motion movie yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, going yeah. down the steps. So I get to his room and his head is down. So I knew it was serious. And he says, Mom, I have to tell you something. I don't know how I'm going to tell you this, but I'm just going to say it. And he goes, Luna's pregnant. Oh, my God. So what was your first immediate reaction? Was it anger? My, was it... In my head Disappointment, first, sadness, happiness. I was like, oh, no. That, like, in my head. I didn't say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. I think my expression was disappointment. My feelings were this. My feelings were disappointment. I was angry. I was upset. Um, I was in my head like, why? How many times didn't we have this conversation? Right, right. How many times every time you went out, I would say in Spanish, I would say, ponte el gorro, which means put, put the glove on, on. Put, put the, the glove on. You know, put the hand on yeah. and cover yourself. And um, as I'm talking to him, I'm hoping my husband doesn't walk in yet because I'm trying to Because he's figure a serious out. man. Yes, he's a serious man. He's very old school. I mean, I'm kind of too, but he's he's very stern and very yeah. firm. You're more on the on the understanding side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the law. Right. And I'm the law, but I'll bring love right. with the law. You're the you know? you're, um <laughs> what you call it, the mediator, like you yes. say. Yes. So as I'm talking to him and he's telling me what happened, um, my husband walks in and he said, What's going on? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I couldn't respond to him. He asked me three times, and I'm just staring at him with a so blank. So complete silence for the for yes, three questions. For three questions. He said, <laughs> babe, what happened? Babe, what happened? And I'm just like, oh, my God, how is this going to come out of my mouth? And I finally said it. I said, Luna's pregnant. And at that point, I think my son got very emotional when mm -hmm. he saw his dad there. And he just started crying, and he started saying sorry. Mom, I'm sorry. Dad, I'm sorry. So my husband, they're like a 360 at that point. I said, this man is going to explode right explode. now. Explode. 
And I said, I was preparing. I was preparing for the worst. But what he did was the most kindest thing a father can do for a young 18 and a half year old, almost 19, that just found out he was going to be a dad, which was to embrace him and tell him it's going to be okay. Wow. I just gave me the chills. By the way, this is the first time I'm hearing of this this story, guys. So, Yeah. He, he hugged. And like, I was in shock. I was like, where's my husband and what have you done with him? <laughs> you know? But I was glad he did that because as a father, he needed that at that point. Right. You know, Isaiah needed to know that we were going to be there for him. Of course. Um, it still took me a couple of days where I was just like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Like, why, Lord, why? You know, I had the talks with him. You know, I always made sure that they were on point, you know, with their concept. Do you have your right, condoms? Right. Do you, you know, and it was things that initially in my belief, um, our Christian values are that you save yourself right. for marriage. Of course. But I couldn't be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't save myself. Right. And I'm being transparent as course, I can. You course. know, because I think if you want to help people and guide people, you need to be transparent. Of course. So um, we hugged him. We embraced him. We said, it's okay. We're going to help you with this. You're not alone. And his thing was like, Mom, I don't want to abort my baby. Oh, thank God. And um, I said to him, well, that doesn't need to happen. It's not it's even a, a question. It's, a, it's not even a question. Right. And I was like, well, who said that? And he, you know, some other people were mentioning yeah, yeah. stuff. And I said to him, this is your decision and Luna's and that's it. And nobody else needs to get into it. He's like, I don't want to kill my baby. And he was crying. And I said, well, you're not going to have to do that. So the initial shock was hard because I, um, when it comes to my kids, I've you know this. I've always been a de- mm-hmm. dedicated mom, mm-hmm. and when you when you have a child and you look at your baby when they're born, immediately you think of all the things that they're gonna do when right, they get older. Right. You know they're gonna be a musician. They're gonna go to college. They're gonna go to technical school. Um, they're gonna be professional. They're gonna be set. Have a set, good career. Have yeah. a good career. Have their own home. Great their own providers. car. All these things. So when that happens. It's like you feel like, okay, everything is done. And even though I didn't express that to him, that's how I felt inside. Like, oh, God, now he's not going to be able to accomplish what he wants. Or So along with all, sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. So along with, with that feeling, where else did the way you were feeling come from as far as, like, you said you didn't, you, you was expecting more. You was expecting to, you. what else were you expecting as far as a mom that made you sort of feel that way along with you thinking that he was going to, you know, become a professional. Well, the thing with Isaiah was Isaiah, um, he's, he's the middle child. So my daughter, Alexandria has always been very independent, very Mm -hmm. like good head on her shoulders, never a follower. Um, if people didn't like her, Oh, well, I keep it going. Um, Isaiah, Always, he got bullied in school a mm-hmm. lot, in, a, in elementary school. So with him, he accomplished so much towards the end of high school, his grades. Mm-hmm. Um, being um student of the year that year, accomplishing so many things that at that point, I, I was feeling like, wow, this is going to be this his start this of his it. life. This is the tipping uh, point. Right. And so when... He said he was going to have a child. It was like, now everything needs to be on pause because now you're going to be a dad. 
And now you got to be responsible about that child. And now you have to provide for that child. So something's not only that child, but that family. Right. Because now it was the baby he was having plus Jasmine and Luna. So So it's not just all about him. Now it's about a family. Exactly. And it was, I think the greatest disappointment for us too was because he was going to go to a mechanic school. And once he knew uh, his girlfriend was pregnant, it was like, mom, I need to get a job. I need to provide for my family because he didn't want it to fall on us. He felt that it was his responsibility. And even though there were many times we said, just go to school, we'll help. with we'll yeah. it. It's something within him was like, no, this is my responsibility. I need to get a job and I need to provide for so my family. So did that sort of like, in a way, ease your anxiousness as far as you being so happy that he was being responsible? Or were you still, in a way, disappointed that he wasn't going to fulfill his dreams of both? Right. I think it was a little bit of both. I think I was still a little bit disappointed because, you know, every parent wants their child to have... Like, I've never been that parent that you have to go to college. I feel some kids can go to technical school, Mm -hmm. some kids can go to college, and some don't go to college and they still... Become you know, successful. become successful they're and they're happy. Right. That That's my thing. If you're happy in what you're doing and you want to work three jobs, then, hey, go ahead and do it. If, if you want to pick up gonna... horse poop in New York City and that makes you happy. <laughs> exactly. Right. But that's that's your choice. That's what you want to do. So it was both. It was I was still a little bit disappointed. But to see him that he was like, no, mom, this is my responsibility. And he wanted to step up. That also says something about the way we raised him. And his upbringing. Okay. Yep. Um, before I ask my question, uh, next question, we actually do have to go to break. Um, so don't go anywhere. Do not change the podcast episode. Don't go anywhere because it's, it's just getting good. Um, I want to thank you again, Deb, for joining me on my podcast. Um, uh, it's it, it's kind of, it sucks because that Ray couldn't be with us because... You guys are both very, yes, very outspoken. <laughs> I love to hear you guys talk because he's very outspoken in his beliefs. But but it's OK. We're still going to have a great podcast. Uh, yeah. When we come back, we are going to talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what Deb has noticed. By the way, I, I, I call her Deb, D-E-B, <laughs> instead of Deborah. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what Deb has noticed being a grandma now that she didn't as a parent. And what advice she has for anyone becoming a grandparent. So, um, please stay tuned. Uh, You're going to hear some sponsors from our great sponsors, of course, who provide for this podcast, who allow us to keep going. Uh, Remember, guys, change your thoughts. You can change the world. We'll be right back. And we're back. I hope we still have your attention because, like I said before we went to break, it is just getting good. If you're just tuning in, which I doubt you are because whenever you press a podcast, you start from the beginning, but that's okay. (laughs) If you're just tuning in, I have the wonderful, wonderful creator of soon to come, Deborah's Not So Secret Diary lifestyle blog, mother of three, grandmother of two, fighter of fibromyalgia, great woman of God, someone I look up to dearly. We have uh, Deborah Rodriguez with us. Thank you. We're back. We are back. <laughs> so let's jump right in. Um, Deb, what have you noticed now being a grandma that you didn't while being a mom? 
Oh, wow. Okay. So I believe um, when you're a first-time parent, the difference of being a grandparent and being just a parent Mm -hmm. is that when you have that first child, you're learning everything as you Mm go. You know, you're learning about their teething, you're learning about, um, you know, when they get sick, you're learning about their cries, um, what things they're allergic to, what things you can feed it's them. like learning things, anything new in life. Anything new. Right. Anything new. So when you're a grandparent, it's like, hey, I'm the pro right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being a grandparent is different because now you do know. You know, when they're crying for a reason, and you know, I always tell you this, me and Dennis always like, oh, Deb, you're always saying (laughs) they're crying because they're tired. You know, but when you've been a parent and now you're a grandparent and you see certain things in a child, you know, oh, that's a cry of tiredness. That's a cry of hungry. That's a tire of tantrum. Mm -hmm. That's a cry of, you know, being restless, whatever it is. So for me, the difference of being a grandmom now is that I can tell my son, um, like, let's say he, you know, if Junie or Jasmine does something, he's like, oh, you know, he'll he'll get upset. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> my mom is the same way. You know, they're, they're kids. He, she's three years old. You want to talk to her like she's 10, yeah, yeah. you know, and it doesn't work like that. You know, I always tell you that Junie's only three, Dan. And I, and, <laughs> and I, this is how I was raised. Like when I was little. My mom was like, yo, you better chill, dog. I don't care how old you are. Uh, yeah, and that contributes right, a lot right. to it, too. You know, your culture, your mm, background. How you were raised. You know, contributes a lot. See, in my home, my mom was the screamer. No, 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 clean the house. Grab this, grab that, do this, do that. And then my dad was always like, Ramona, come down. They're kids. So I think I cling more to my dad's mm. um, way of being because I would I was a daddy's little girl and I, I was always with my dad. Even pregnant with, with um, Ali's you know, pregnancy, I would sit on my dad's lap because mm. that's how close we were. So I'm more of the passive. I'm more like, okay, what happened? What's going on? Why did you do this? Versus my husband who's more like what was that? Exactly. Oh, oh. Or, and you then, know, and then I, he'll scream and ask questions right, later. Yeah. Right. But he was never a hitter. Like, we've yeah, yeah. never been hitters. That's one thing. We've never, ever been, like, always hitting. Yeah, we spanked them maybe once in a while, but we were never hitters. If you guys are in the room right now, <laughs> you guys would be, <laughs> see me shaking my head right now. Literally shaking my head side to side. Because <laughs> if you were raised in my Dominican home, Oh, it would go down. It would go down. But I want to I want to retouch a specific topic that we actually didn't touch before the break. And is how was it when you had your first real granddaughter? When you when when that child, when your son's child was born and you was there, oh what was God. that like? That was the most amazing experience <laughs> I've ever gone through to actually see you know, Junie come into the world, like Mm -hmm. I said, because I didn't experience that with Jazzy. Um, When we got to the hospital, she was in all this pain. My son was a little nervous, you know, and I just kept telling him it's going to be okay. But I remember there was one point where she was, she, she felt she couldn't push anymore. And my, I, I was so proud of my son because he just grabbed her, grabbed her face and he said, babe, 
you got this. <laughs> You're a Rodriguez. They're not married, but you know, you are Rodriguez. You can do this. You're going to push this baby out. <laughs> And that just gave her such strength because you need that support Mm -hmm. of, you know, whether it's your boyfriend, your spouse, your mother, whoever was there. And I was so thankful that she gave me that because most hospitals, thankfully, the hospital she gave birth in, which was Mm Virtua here in Borges, they allow three people. But some hospitals only allow two. And some even just one. And just one. And you better not pick a place like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy you mentioned that because when you was going to finish your thought, I was going to be like, by the way, she's going to be me and Ali. (laughs) Because a daughter always wants her mom. Ah. You know, me and Dennis had a conversation about this because he said, but it should just be me and Ali. And I said, well, it's up to her. Ah, If she wants me there, then I'm going to be there for her because that's my baby. She's my only girl. So June comes into this world. She pushed and pushed. And when I saw Junie's head coming out, my tears just started coming out. And then when I saw my son crying, then oh, when she man. fully came out and they said it was a girl, and because she is her father's image, oh, she looks just like twins. her dad. They're literally twins, those two. So with her is like having him all over, which is amazing because I love my kids. So when Junie came out, Isaiah and I had a bet. And he said, oh, mom, Luna's stomach is not that big. She's only going to weigh about seven something pounds. And I had three heavy children. You being a mother of three heavy children. Heavy children. (laughs) My daughter was nine pounds, seven ounces. Isaiah was 11 pounds, one ounce. And my baby was 10, 12 and a half. So I said to him, she's going to weigh eight pounds or more. And we had a bet. And the bet was that he was going to get me a Pandora bracelet with a charm (laughs) on it. And if you lost? And if he, I forget what it was now, <laughs> I don't know what it was for him. Probably like 50 bucks or something. Probably money, yeah. yeah. So um, they weighed her and she was eight pounds, seven ounces. She was a big baby too. But um, I, can, I, I, I can't wait to, you know, when you and Ali are ready for that, to experience that with her because she's my daughter. And it's a whole different born, dynamics, yeah. you know. But it's an it's a beautiful, beautiful experience if any grandparent can share that, especially when something like this happens because when you become a grandparent and it's not really planned in the mm-hmm. cards yet, um, it could be so many mixed feelings that if you're not careful, you could be so angry at mm-hmm. it that you miss out on all the good stuff that comes with it because, you know, you're so disappointed and you're so angry and they didn't do what you raised them Mm -hmm. to do and they didn't turn out the way it was. Yeah, how you expected. So now you're just like, oh, well, I I don't want to go see the baby or I don't like the girl because she trapped them or, you know, so many reasons that people use not realizing that is, oh, my God, it's the... um, when, when my girls are like, Grandma, as soon as I walk in the house, oh, my God, I could be with the worst pain of my fibromyalgia and just them hugging me and stuff. It's like medicine. Yeah. It really is like medicine. But some people are so upset at the girl, are so upset at the guy because, oh, now you got my daughter pregnant, that they miss out on all the beauty that comes with being a grandparent. And, it, and, it's, and it's great that you mentioned that because it sort of leads me to my next question. And it's just like, what do you recommend? Or you can describe how you dealt with just like not only like the opposite family but like 
you know, chatter and people and people from outside and people from all no, over. Just that was so hard. Like talking about your family and your son and your unborn baby. What yes. was that like? And how can you how did you deal with it? How can other people deal with it? Well, my nature is that um, I've always had a mindset that I really don't care what people think. Right. right. Just like me. But sometimes when you have like position, let's say in a church or just in status and mm. stuff like that mm -hmm. and things like this happen, people are, oh, my uh, son is pregnant yeah. out of wedlock. Yeah. And, you know, he had a baby out of wedlock and stuff like that. At the time, um, we were visiting a church and we were part of the uh, worship team. And they, no one ever said anything in the church to us or treated us any differently. But we just felt that because there is a structure in the churches mm -hmm. and it's not to bad mouth the churches or anything like that. Again, I was raised um, in the knowledge of God and the Bible and the church structure, just like any organization churches have a structure mm -hmm. and that's what people don't understand right. sometimes so they sometimes blow things out oh you know the christians are like this catholic is like this muslim is like this buddhist is like you know but every belief has a structure right. every uh, association organization mm -hmm. has a structure so at the time we felt that the right thing was not to participate in the mm -hmm. worship team because when you have a position, whether it's church or anywhere else, there's a certain standard that mm -hmm. you you have to uphold. Right. And not, again, the pastors never said anything to us. The leader from the worship team never said it. Like that it conviction. was more like a conviction of mm -hmm. us right. that we decided not to you know, partake of, of the team because that's just how we felt. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that was hard um, you always think of what your family is going to say. Right. And my family, you know, we're very close. Right. And um, in the beginning, um, her family didn't want too many people to know and stuff like that. But then after the, the shock and mm -hmm. after all of that passed. After and the, then, the storm settled. Right. I, I was just like, I'm going to be a grandma. And I'm good with that. You know, she's a blessing. She is the most amazing little girl that anybody can talk to. She is the most affectionate and loving little yes. girl. So I think she's a little spoiled, but that's just me. Yes, <laughs> she is. She's spoiled. Her sister's spoiled. And when you have your baby, I'm going to spoil him or her, too. Definitely not. Yes. We <laughs> argue about this all the time. He says, you you better not be so soft with mine. Um, so then, So then how... So you you dealt with it your way. So how, what would you recommend for other people to deal with it? You know, let's say a certain situation where, you know, the people may not be Christian, but they're sort of like right. a, a, a family of ethics, of morals. Of and even if they're yeah. not Christian, they sort of believe that you want to be married. So so how would you what advice would you give that family, those grand people who are becoming grandparents? Don't mind the chatter, you know, I think. um as parents first, we need to realize that once our children become young adults, mm -hmm. they're going to make their choices. Right. And that is not a reflection of you, whether it's good or bad. It's just they have to learn their own mm -hmm. way and they're going to make mistakes, some a little bigger than others. But it's, it's just the way they're going to learn how to process life and what to do with their life. Um, first and foremost, I would say don't listen to what anyone has to say. A child is a blessing. A child is not, you know, and I know there's a lot of controversy with that now, which we're not going to get into, but um, God allows a baby to come into your life 
as far as I believe, because of a good purpose. Right. There's there's never nothing bad right. that comes out of a right. child. That is difficult. Of course. Yeah, because they're young. They weren't prepared financially. Now you have to take care of a human. And things like that. You have to take care of this little person that has needs of mm-hmm. food and shelter and clothing and things like that. Love. But I think parents need to... Um, you know, back in the day, like when our parents, if, if things like happened like that in our parents, they would disown the girl, At least, especially like our culture. You know, they're like, oh, you three came out pregnant. Well, you leave, you go with him mm-hmm. and you handle it. You, you live know? your life now. Exactly. And then what you're doing is setting them up to fail right. because they don't have the resources that they need to, um, you know, get their apartment and do what they need to do. Unless you raised a very strong, independent woman, and then they're going to end up proving you wrong. And it was like, exactly. you know what? I exactly. did it without you guys. And there are right. a lot of right. couples who do that. And there are a lot of moms that even though the dad, you know, I know a lot of young girls that she was like, you know, my mom threw me out and I had to do what I had to do. And they, and they do it. Mm. But I feel as parents that we should help. You know, maybe to a certain point, you don't have to do everything, mm-hmm. um, which I got to learn to do because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can admit that sometimes I'm like, you need this, you need that, you right, need right. this, you know, and that's just the type of mom I am. But if you can help them, just help them because you don't want to set them up to fail right. either. And yes, it was their fault. And yes, they're the ones that made the, I get all of that. Right. But I think as parents, you know, we should just... You know, not be angry at the girl. Don't be angry at the guy because you know what it takes to the tango. I don't care how good you raise your son. I don't care how good you raise your daughter. These were two people who made a choice to have sex without protection. And these were the consequences to it. A lot of times you have some mothers that, oh, I don't want that girl here. Or the father, I don't want that boy here Mm because he got my daughter pregnant. Mm -hmm. They're together. They're going to have a child and that child is not going nowhere. Don't shun them out because of it. Exactly. So my advice would be that. My advice would be like, go through the shock, be angry, be yell, say whatever you got to say because, you know, forget it's about part the of chatter, it. Forget about people talking and forget about, about it. People. You know what? People are going to talk whether you, you whether your daughter gets married and do it the, the right way or your son. You always going to find somebody who's going to talk. Or whether you talk. listen or not. And family is like that. You're always going to have that one aunt, that one uncle, that one cousin, that one person who's just going to talk and say something. Right. And that's okay. You know, in Spanish, we say, la palabras se van con el aire, right? right? Which means the words just fly with the wind. Right. Just let it go. Nobody pays your bills. Nobody <laughs> is paying your stuff. Then you know what? Talk all you want. This is my family. This is my structure. I'm going to help him. I'm going to lift him. So when he is up there and people want to come back and say, Oh, wow. Isaiah did this. Mm. Isaiah, guess what? Yeah. yeah. But it took help. Right. It took us lifting both of them and showing them you can do this. You're not the first or the and, last. And not only that, but when they get older and then they have kids and then, you know, not God willing, right. they're in that predicament. Now they know. I had supported parents. I had people, you know, parents who were there for me, who take right. care of us, who, right. who taught us, who nurtured us and helped us in the beginning stages of being parents. And now I know how to do the same. And I think that came too from um, my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law, when me and Alex were first married, mm-hmm. she helped us a lot. You know, we were both working. We had our apartment and everything. But there were times that, you know, she stepped in and she helped us if we needed something. And I'm I'm forever 
grateful to her for that. Because if it wasn't for her, you know, my parents weren't at a place that they could do much, you know, but she was a little better. So she helped us. And that's you build each other. It's about building your children, not destroying them because of one mistake that they do or even two. You know, they make a mistake. Okay, let's lift you up what you need to get back up. Don't leave them in the floor so that they can learn on their own because they're still young. You don't stop being a parent no matter how old your kids are. You really don't. No matter how many, no matter how many times you become a grandparent. Yes, and and then it'll be the grandkids looking for you. Grandma, can you help me with this? Like, my son is very strict with his girls, so when they do anything, especially Jasmine, the oldest one, mm-hmm. she'll come to me and she'll say, "Mama, I did this, <laughs> you know, but I don't want to tell Daddy because he's gonna <laughs> get mad, you know." So then I'll talk with her and I'll let her know, "Look, that was wrong. You should have done that." You shouldn't do this. You know, daddy's going to be upset, but I don't want to tell daddy. And I'll say, okay, well, we're going to sit with daddy and I'll sit with you, but we have to tell daddy the truth. So I'm teaching her Mm -hmm. and I'm teaching my son at the same time that you can be stern and firm with her, but you also have to be her friend. Mm -hmm. So no matter what she does, she can always come back to you. Right. No matter how scared she gets because she's in trouble, she's because she has to learn to still go and talk to her dad. Because he's going to protect her no matter right. what, you know? So, I mean, I know we already kind of answered it, but, like, any last bit of advice for for someone who's becoming a grandparent? I think if you're becoming a grandparent, especially in the case like we just talked mm-hmm. about, just find somebody, you know, somebody like me that can tell you, listen, this is what you're going to encounter. This is what may happen. But if you do this, this, and that, this is what worked for me. And maybe that can work for you. Now, if you are a grandparent of you know, kids who are settled and they have their careers and stuff like that, just enjoy it. Because it's different when you already know that everything is set up Mm -hmm. versus it just coming, oh, I'm 19 and I'm going to have a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, once your kids are married, they have their own place and they do all of that and the child comes. I don't think it's too much of a shock. It's more when you're not ready for it. Yes. Yeah. So, um... I had one more question. I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. But I mean, any I mean, any final thoughts? Any anything you want to share or add? Uh, I just think being a grandparent is amazing, and you know, I always say that. I think it's it's like having your kids all over again, you know. And when you're a dedicated mom, and maybe one day we could do uh, <laughs> another podcast um, on moms on the other topic. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We um, we're gonna bring out on my blog. Um, you know, you just. You just got to be the best that you can. You know, there's still things I'm learning, um, especially with Jazzy, because she tries me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I try to think because my daughter, when she was younger, she always had a strong attitude, too. So a lot of times when Jazzy is a little strong, I try to think of, okay, how I handle this with Allie. You know, and I'm able to sit with her and talk to her and handle things differently. Every grandchild is different. (laughs) They're not all going to be the same. One is probably going to be very nurturing and caring and one is going to drive you up the wall, but you're still going to love them the same because they're a part of your kid. And when you when you look at them, you're going to see something that's of your uh, of your son or your daughter. So it's just loving your child all over again, all over again. I got Junie, which she's it's like having Isaiah all over again, too. And and it's funny because Jasmine does have a lot of Isaiah, even though that's not his, 
you know, biological daughter, right. but she does so many things like him, especially like wanting to have the last word. Right. That really <laughs> yes. irks me. Yes. <laughs> you know, but that's something she, you know, it's crazy yeah, because yeah. she even looks like him too. It's just God knows what he does. Absolutely. At the end of the day, I got to bring it back to God. Right. You know, God knows what he does. God knows what he allows over your children's life. And why he does it. And why he does it. And God is like, the scripture says he's never going to give us more than what we can handle. Right. And like this show is be positive. Don't don't think negatively right. of your bad things. You know, bad things are going to happen regardless right. whether you think good, whether you think bad. Yeah. It's going to happen. But be positive because right. this is what this show is about. Right. You're going to have a, a, a grandchild. They're not married. They may not have the best jobs. But you know what? We're going to think positive. We're going to say, you know what? My son is still going to do what he wants to accomplish. Right. These little girls are going to grow up and see that their parents worked hard to get what they wanted. That's going to be a good influence in their life. So it's all about positiveness. Amazing. Everything. Amazing. <laughs> so before we do sign off, I want to do a super speedy light round i want to ask you three questions okay three questions are you ready yes and i don't want you to think about it first thing that comes into oh your God. head okay very quick for me and ali boy or girl boy what would the name be dennis what would you want them to become as an adult oh my god whatever makes them happy amazing <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're debating here because my husband says that his daughter, our daughter, is bringing the boy <laughs> nope. into the family. No. Nope. And Dennis is always saying it's a girl. I feel personally that dads have an intuition of what it is going to be. So, I mean, either one for me, I'm going to love him or her greatly and I'm going to spoil him or her greatly because that's my baby. That's my firstborn and she's my only girl. So I'm excited. I can't wait, but she can. She can wait. <laughs> I can't wait either. <laughs> I cannot wait. This 25-year-old dude wants babies. But yeah, um, my dad has three boys. Um, those two of those three boys have two boys. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of boys. Uh, I wanted to be the first one to bring the girl in the family, but my sister beat me to it. But I, I, I know I'm gonna be the first to bring the, the girl for my dad. So yes, if you confess it, it will come through. Amen. Um, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it's been such a blessing, such an honor to sit here with Deborah, Deb. Debra, <laughs> and just have this wonderful conversation. I hope everyone who is listening, whether you're a grandparent, whether you're a 15-year-old, whether you're a 90-year-old, 80-year-old, whoever's listening, I, we, we know you can benefit and we know you can spread yes. and share the knowledge that was shared here today. Um, thank you so much for everyone who tuned in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share. Share, share. Support. <laughs> Please go to anchor.fm slash paradisos slash support and just please support us that's what keeps this podcast going like i said ray and i and the guests we're gonna have on the show we just want to spread happiness we want to spread joy we want to spread, yes. spread kindness empathy we want to spread knowledge and just be happy in general just be be able to change our thoughts about what we think about daily and just what makes us better human beings again deb 
Thank you so much for ah, joining thank me. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thank you. I can't <laughs> wait to have you again. We do have a lot more to talk about. Everyone, thank you again for, for tuning in. Um, until next time, this has been Paradisos. Change your thoughts. You can change the world. Until next time, God bless everyone. Goodbye, my beautiful people.